You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. The world wants you distracted. They want you concentrating on the next product, the next Netflix show, the next fad. They're not spending millions and millions of dollars on research and information, taking up most of the neuro... The, the work that neuroscientists do, most of the funding in that world at the moment is coming from marketing managers who want to know how to steal your attention. Netflix says their greatest competitor, Netflix says their greatest competitor is sleep. Because that's the only reason people stop watching is because they go to sleep. So anyone else feel like it's only day two of 2022 And we've got a blank calendar, but the crowds are already coming in. Everyone wants some of your time, I'm guessing. Everyone wants some of your attention. Everyone wants your focus on them. So three questions today. Keeping it simple and reflective, and if you're taking notes, please write this down. But question number one, as you look at the blank calendar, who gets to speak into this year? Who gets to speak into your 2022? Woolies, they get to tell you to start stressing. The government, do they get to tell you to start stressing? The news, do they get to tell you to start stressing? (laughs) Your friends, your family, which are good people to listen to. I'm not saying any of this is bad. Or is the first person you're going to... Jesus. But who? First of all, before we get to the Jesus part, who gets to speak? Be real. Who's speaking into your year already? Who's defining what you're doing already? Everyone's allowed to try to speak into your life. Woolies is not illegal by trying to sell you Easter eggs already. It's your choice whether you're going to let them speak into your life if you're going to take that in. So question number one, a a question not for just five seconds of reflection during church, but hopefully this whole month, as we look at our calendars, as we look at this church and we look at where we're heading, who gets to speak into this year? Let's continue in this passage because it gives us more information, obviously. We see Jairus, well, we see Jairus, first of all, synagogue leader come. We see an important leader come out of the crowd and say, hey, I'm a leader in this community. I'm a leader at the synagogue. Um, he, he, wants, he wants a miracle. And he's right to want a miracle. He asks, for, but he's, he's, he's an important person, which is not a bad thing. But you can see Jesus getting all types of offers from all types of people. And of course, Jesus says yes and starts heading that way. But let's, let's keep reading. Luke 8.26. So he's on his way. And as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus said. When they, were all, uh, when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. Peter takes often... No one's probably asked him to do this, but he thinks his role is to tell Jesus what to do. So he's often, come on, keep going. Crowds are getting crazy, Jesus. It doesn't matter. Someone touched you. That's cool. Let's keep going. There's thousands of people touching us or hundreds of people. Peter, master, the people are crowding. Come on, 
and pressing against you. But Jesus said, no, 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 someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told him why she'd touched him and that she'd now been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. This passage is so full of so much stuff, and there's so many ways we could take this. I love this story in the context of a new year. Some people take this and they obsess over the fact that how does the mechanics of touching the robe heal people and that's probably a sermon for another time or we may never know exactly how that works. Some people build whole theologies around healing out of this. That's okay. But what strikes me the most in 2022 is a man in the prime of his rise to fame. Important people are noticing him. He's got crowds. He's doing miraculous things. On the way to one of the greatest, this is one of the greatest miracles Jesus will perform in a moment. Raising someone from the dead. On the way to the big show. (laughs) With important people. Notice what he does. How does he prioritise his time? He takes the time to stop. Despite the crowd. Even his students saying, hey, this isn't a good idea. Keep going, Jesus. We've got lots to do this year. He stops. He stops. He stops to look for her. In the crowd of hundreds, maybe thousands, he stops to look for her. For Jesus, this is the simple things for me that are so powerful about God amongst us. For God amongst us in Jesus, people were not a means to an end. People were not a way to get things. They weren't, people weren't a way for him to reach his goal and his mission. People were not in the way. They were those who he came to show the way to. They were the purpose. You are the purpose. We are the purpose. We weren't a tool to be used by God to expand his platform. He came for you. He wasn't on his way to another spectacle. He was here for that man and that man's daughter, but he was also there for that lady. He stopped and looked for her. No one gets to define Jesus' calendar. Not the important people, not the rich people, not the poor people. He will define his calendar. And it's about you, it's about people, it's about relationship. This was his mission. Do you understand, this lady was healed not just from her sickness. In that society, this lady was healed from her perceived sin. So she would have had sin, we're all sinners, right? But they thought she had extra sin if you had something wrong with you. So she had lived her whole life in an identity of sin and an outcast. She was known as dirty in that society. He healed her whole world. He healed her whole standing in society. He brought her dignity. He knew her. He he made her known. He saw her. 
Her life changed. Her sin was taken, her perceived sin, and her actual sin was taken. She was made afresh, anew, as Mez talked about. Jesus knew his mission and purpose. When Jesus looked at his calendar, if they had those type of calendars then, he knew his mission and purpose. And that's what he was here to do. It didn't matter what the crowds were doing. We know it won't take long and we'll get there when the crowds all leave him. He still knew his mission and purpose. It gets so bad if you don't know the story of Jesus, that's cool, welcome. It gets so bad at one point later on where he says to the disciples, why are you still here? And they don't say, because we're with you. They go, where else would we go now? <laughs> We've got to committed to this thing we're kind of stuck in. He, but that didn't bother him either. He knew his purpose and mission. So question number two for you as you reflect in this new year, are you asking God for what he has for you in 2022? Let me say it again. First, reflect on who you've been asking. Reflect on who's been speaking into your year. And then secondly, are you asking God for what he has for you in 2022? Again, Woolies has an idea for you. Go start buying Easter eggs. Your friends might have an idea for you. Even your church, and we love all the help, and we're going to talk rosters all this month, all that type of fun stuff. But before you even get to signing up for a church roster, dare I say, ask God, has he got something for you 2022? What's he got for you? Have you asked him? It may not be what the crowd is doing. It may not be what the important people think you should do. It may not even be at times what your friends think you should do. Your 2022 is probably between, if you have a family, it's your family seeking what God has for you. If it's just you, it's seeking what God has for you. This is not a guilt thing. I don't expect you all to have answers to this second day of the year. <laughs> it's an invitation this month before the crowd gets noisy, before it starts crushing us, before we go and look at how many COVID cases are live on the Gold Coast, first, consider what... I like this phrasing. I heard this the other day. A G, consider your GDO. Your God-desired outcome for your year. Your G, I heard some guy use that in a meeting recently. Oh, what's our GDO for that? And I'm like, what's that? The God-desired outcome. What's he got in store for you? Will you know everything that you're going to come across this year? Of course not. But what's the next step? What's he got for you? What direction is he leading? I was talking to someone before the service, and I love this idea, and we're probably going to expand on this in Feb, creating what I call a rule of life, but won't get to that now. But this person I was speaking to in the foyer today, they said that they asked God for a word or a couple of words for the year, a theme for the year. I love that. Day two. And this person's telling me they've already prayed for a theme for the year. Even if you don't get the theme, have you at least <laughs> asked him for it? He might surprise, he will surprise you. What's God got for you in 2022? Let's, let's read the last bit here. Luke 8, 26, 51. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with, with him except Peter. 
John and James, and the child's father and mother. (laughs) Sorry, paused at the wrong time there. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She's not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished by he, by he ordered, oh sorry, her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. The last bit we see people get cross. Because he's not doing what they want. When they want it. Jesus is meant to do things for us. He just fed us on a hill. He just cured a demon-possessed man. He just calmed a storm. Do what I want now, they're saying. They're even starting to get sarcastic. She's not asleep, mate. (laughs) Nice try. She's dead. Or they send the messenger out just before he gets there. Just to let you know, Jesus, don't bother. Don't bother coming down. You spent some time with that lady. Don't bother now. You've wasted my time. You can imagine the conversation. You've wasted everyone's time here now, Jesus. Don't bother, mate. Don't make promises you can't keep. You imagine this, you know, this, this guilt that the world will place on you. You might have a boss that talks like that. Oh, you want a day off? Oh, maybe you're not, maybe you don't really care about this job. What? Maybe you don't really care about people, Jesus, because you didn't get when I wanted you to get here at that time. The world will do that when you don't do what they want. But it's never the case. It's not the case ever. God's will is always better. Better than other wills, even good ones. A little saying I try to live by is, there's, as a pastor and as a Christian, as a human being, there's not often, you come across decisions in life and you want bad ones or good ones. That's easy. You want things, I don't know, should we tear down that place? Or should we build something new? Like, it's easy. You want good and simple ones. In life, often it's good or God. This is what Jesus had here. Do I go heal that girl? Absolutely, you raise her from the dead. Do I do it now? No, there's someone else that God's got for me right now. That's the God option. Sometimes we have to choose God options over good options. And that's, that's harder. God's plan and vision for 2022 for you is far better, more life-giving, more eternal than anyone could ever imagine. It's worth asking him what he's got for you this year. Last thing we see in this passage, we see Jesus not looking for the glory. He's not looking for the attention. As he tells people not to tell anyone. That's not why he's here to get Facebook followers. He's here for life transformation. He's seeking relationship. He's seeking deep restoration for his people over everything else to the point of even his death. So my last question for the beginning of this year, number three, what relationships are you being asked to build into this year? It's clear that when Jesus prioritises his time, it's relationships above everything. Relationships with God and relationships with people. People are his priority. And as followers of Jesus, if you're not a follower of Jesus, then first get to know him. If you are, 
then your priorities for 2022 might I suggest or encourage you to think about making it about people because that's what Jesus made it about. Question three, what relationships are you being asked to build into this year? Time and time again we see Jesus speak and act and pursue discipleship and relationship over almost everything. Loving God, loving each other is what he summed it up to. It's about relationships. So three questions again. January, welcome to 2022. I'm constantly excited. I think that's part of my just personality. And then I'm constantly excited about this church, which is part of my personality and job. But I honestly believe God's just got some, he just did some incredible things last year. And it felt like it ramped up a little bit towards the end of the year. And I'm just so, I just, I, I mean this not as a hype thing. I'm honestly excited for what he's got in store for us this year. He's just changing lives through this small church in the back of Burley. Lives are changing. And if you've been here a day or a Sunday or a couple of Sundays or during a week or been sent from this church out into different areas, you know this to be true. And I'm just so excited. But first and foremost, before I start handing out rosters and talking about plans for the year, let's just stop and go, God, what do you have? And ask these questions, which are just going to come up now again. Let me go through them one more time. Think, keep going across to the end. Sorry, guys. No, one back, one back, one more back. All right. I tricked you. I tricked you. Let me read them again. Sorry, guys. Who gets to speak into your year? Number one. Who gets to speak into your year? You get to choose. They're all coming at you. The crowds are going to crush us. They want you to be busy. They want you to produce and buy things. Who gets to speak into your year? They want you to be fearful. Number two, are you asking God for what he has for you in 2022? Have you given him a moment of reflection? Have you taken a day out and gone for a walk, a bushwalk, or just, it doesn't have to be a walk. I don't know, get out of the place. Sometimes on a Friday afternoon, for me, it's just going to a coffee shop before I go home, before I get busy with a weekend of home, and as I'm shaking off the incredible week of people, I try to just go somewhere in between and just stop and ask God what he, what he liked about my week. <laughs> and what could change? I want to do that at the start of this year. What, uh, are you asking God for what he has for your 2022? And number three, when you look at your calendar, before you look at all the things you're going to do, what relationships are being asked to be built into this year? What relationships are you uh, being asked to build into this year? A new beginning. You know, the other side of this story is that you might have had a rough 2021. You might have let God move from the centre. But this story is also a story of, let's not forget, it's a story of that God can bring dignity to a lady 
and restoration to a lady and healing to a lady that's whole life has been a mess. 2022 is a fresh start with God. Not only that, maybe you think, hey, my life's been pretty much, I might as well have been dead up, up till this year. I've been pretty useless. I've made lots of mistakes. It's probably not true, but it's maybe how you feel. Let me tell you some good news. This is a story of God raising someone back from the dead. 2022 can be a new start, a new life in him. Maybe you've broken relationships, not healed relationships. That's all right. I know someone that can bring you back to life in 2022. Just got to ask him what he's got for you. We're going to sing a song now. It's called Be Thou My Vision. My wife suggested it as I talked about some of the themes of today's sermon. And I think it's a beautiful hymn asking to do exactly what we've been talking about this morning. Make him your vision. Make him the lens that you see 2022 in. And I love it. I know it's hard to sing to YouTube clips, but let's stand together or sit if you need a moment and let's sing Be Thou My Vision together. So the words are going to come up there in a second.